What is episode of care pricing, and how can you use it to drive down claim costs while maintaining quality? We'll find out on this episode of Shift Shapers. Change either paralyzes or energizes. The choice is yours. You're listening to the Shift Shapers podcast. You're about to learn firsthand from businesses and entrepreneurs who have successfully shaped the shifts in their industries. Get ready to become the change that you want to see. Here's your host and chief transformation strategist, David Saltzman. This episode of the Shift Shapers podcast is brought to you by Captivated Health, a captive insurance arrangement designed specifically for educational institutions. If you have clients in that vertical, you know the healthcare deck has been stacked against them. Today, Captivated Health offers the stability, control, and savings they've been waiting for. For more information, go to www.captivatedhealth.com or click on the company logo on the Shift Shapers website. There's been a lot of discussion in the industry recently about this thing called episode of care pricing and quality. And our guest today, Dr. Mark Grossman, who is founder and CEO at Price MDs, has a really unique perspective born of 30 years as a surgeon, an administrator, and a hospital owner. And this is the area that he's been focusing on of late. And we thought we'd do a deep dive into it and help everybody learn more about what this is and what it means both to patients and to plans. So with that, welcome, Mark. Thank you very much. Thank you for that introduction. Can you start by giving us kind of a, uh, an understanding of how this chaotic state of healthcare pricing got to where we are today? Surely. What we have is sort of a Byzantine way of providing healthcare in the United States. There's no unified system, unlike many other countries, where there's a, a, at least a national framework. So that we have actually several healthcare systems in one country. We have the government-sponsored, which goes all the way from Medicare, Medicaid, and the VA. We have employer provided, which is a large segment of the market. We have workers' comp, which is a parallel universe. And we have folks with no insurance. And so we have providers and payers trying to address all these different systems at the same time. And it leads to a lot of confusion, a lot of redundancy, and frankly, a lot of inefficiency. And a lot of cost that's unnecessary, but we'll talk about that as we go along. So what is episode of care pricing for those who might not be aware of it or haven't heard about it? Episode of care pricing is pricing that encompasses all the services and goods in order to render that treatment to that specific patient. There's a, a lot of wiggle room in, within episode of care pricing as there can be some cherry picking inside of it. So, for instance, if you do a total hip, there are some providers that, that say they give episode of care pricing, but they carve out the hardware, which would be the hip implant. And that leads to actually a lot of price discrepancy and a bone of contention to negotiate as to what you charge for that implant. When we say episode of care pricing, we mean everything all in to render that care, whether it's the surgeon, the facility, the anesthesiologist, the pathologist, the implant, 
something called DME, which means durable medical equipment. So if you need a walker or crutches when you leave the facility, all of that is included, and as well as the pre-op and the post-op. And these costs are known both to the payer and the provider before the procedure? The payer and provider both know exactly what that episode of care pricing is, yes. So does the patient also know the cost? It can be structured that way. And when the, when the patient is the payer, it is, it is usually structured that way. And the quintessential example of that is usually cosmetic surgery. But for instances where there's a third party payer responsible, usually the patient does not know what the cost is. They only know what their out of pocket would be. And the way we structure it, there is no out-of-pocket cost. In fact, occasionally, depending on the procedure, the employer may choose to incentivize the patient to use that particular facility because the savings and quality are so excellent at that facility that the employer wants to encourage the employee to actually utilize that facility. Now, a bunch of us of a certain age have had colonoscopies, which is another example that's used frequently. And I know there's always, as somebody who paid claims for quite some time, there's always agita about, well, the the procedure wasn't wasn't supposed to include this, that, and the next thing, these little polypectomies and things that, that pop up of necessity during that procedure. Does episode of care pricing, seems like it would do away with those those concerns, right? You're correct. We anticipate what can occur during a particular procedure like a colonoscopy. And as you say, there may be a polypectomy, there may be a biopsy. And for a fair amount of colonoscopies, there won't be a biopsy and there won't be a polypectomy. In fact, probably a good 80% will not need to do that. But when we, we price it, we ask our providers to price it, understanding that they will sometimes have to do more. So what they, they do a little bit of a mental calculation and they decide if we charge a bit more on every colonoscopy, but not as much as if we were doing uh, polypectomies and biopsies on everyone, we'll get to a price that sometimes we'll be doing a little bit better and sometimes we'll be doing a little bit worse. But if you take the big picture, they're very satisfied with the payment. So why do providers do this? They do it because most providers have excess capacity. And in a facility, there are fixed costs. The the nurses are there for their shift. There's debt service on the the physical plant. Uh, There's the electric. There's a fellow who picks up the infectious waste. Those are all fixed costs. So if they can amortize that over a larger book of business, that extra utilization will fall pretty much to the bottom line. So if they they are in that situation, which I would say 90% of facilities or more are in that situation, they're happy to get that incremental business, particularly when they know that that incremental business is not business that they're going to ever have to have issues about collection and payment. Well, how does that how does that work? Do they get paid instantly? Do they get paid in advance? They usually get paid at the time of service. So if someone comes in and have a colonoscopy, once they 
submit documentation, which is done electronically, that the procedure has been performed, which in for certain of our providers is just as simple as to say, yes, I performed on uh, Mary this particular procedure. They submit that with their uh, UBO4. And if they're signed up through our platform, the provider gets a direct deposit right into their account from the payer. So if, if I'm a patient, how do we connect these dots? How do I find out that this service is available to me and how do I get taken through the process? Very good question. We work with nurse navigators, nurse concierge. Each each different TPA calls us something slightly different. But what it what it amounts to is an RN that either the patient reaches out to the RN because the plan has made the patient aware of the possibility of having so-called free surgery, where there is no out-of-pocket to the patient, or at the point of utilization when a patient is having a procedure recommended, the plan then goes into action and contacts the patient and asks them, would you like to look at this possibility for you to have this free surgery? And in any event, you'll get to see another doctor if you so choose, and you'll be getting another opinion. So at least you'll know that the procedure that was recommended to you is a good idea for you. And so most of the patients are open to that. And since the savings to the patient are usually quite substantial up to their entire deductible, which could be four, five, six thousand dollars $6,000, they're more than willing to listen to the nurse navigator, especially when they, the nurse navigator walks them through what facilities are available, the proximity to where they live, and the great quality they will get if they use those uh, providers. And the nurse navigators do the handholding of perhaps canceling an appointment that the patient's physician had already made at facility A and scheduling facility B and all of those little details? Whatever details that that the patient asks the nurse navigator to take care of, she's happy to do it. Or he or or she is happy to do it. Okay. If we're writing plans and and we want to trigger this, is it pre-auth that that is generally the trigger point? In, in most cases, yes. But there, because of the reach out by the plan themselves, a lot of times the patient calls in. But and and we also are starting to see a phenomenon where there becomes a certain amount of peer pressure because as the whole plan is saving money, there's this downward pressure on premiums. So if somebody has a good experience using this episode of care pricing and nurse navigators, it gets to become co- common knowledge within a company that if you become ill, check with the, and you need a procedure, check with the uh, nurse navigator because we would prefer, in other words, m- your coworkers would prefer that you utilize this because everybody's looking towards the following year when the premiums will most likely come down. And now, a word from our sponsor. Captivated Health is a single-source solution for your clients and prospects who are in the education vertical. The founders of Captivated Health have nearly 20 years' experience working with educational institutions, and over that time, they've developed a keen understanding of the unique problems these clients experience. Frustrated by a lack of control, the unpredictability of ever-increasing health care costs, and the pressures and regulations of the Affordable Care Act, These groups have been adrift in the fully insured commercial marketplace until now. 
Captivated Health has built a program that solves those problems, and it does so with virtually no disruption to faculty and staff while saving clients millions of dollars. We wanted you to be among the first to know that Captivated Health is building a national distribution partner network so you can bring this cutting-edge solution to the educational clients you advise. To learn more about the Captivated Health solution, go to their website at www.captivatedhealth.com or click on their logo on the Shift Shapers website. And now, back to our interview. So if, if, if I'm a plan provider or plan sponsor, what kind of education do I need to do to help my employees understand that this benefit is out there and to become comfortable with it? What do you recommend? Well, what we do is we provide whiteboards. Some people would call them cartoons. And they're, they're very explanatory and didactic in showing the patient what they get out of the system. And they, they, those type of uh, patient education gets emailed to the patients. And sometimes they even put it, you know, in, in, you know, a little something in the pay envelope if they still get pay envelopes. And it, and it says, you know, if you, if you have an issue, this is what you do. And we also educate at the point when the new plan is explained, which usually happens through HR, you know, on a yearly basis around this time of the year. I don't want to assume, but it seems a safe bet that this is not for emergency procedures, that this is for more elective procedures or, or procedures that are able to be planned for in advance. Exactly true. That it is, this is not for emergency procedures. This is for the vast majority of procedures that are elective, not cosmetic, but something that's medically indicated and would be paid for by a third-party payer or an insurer that patient is eligible for and can and can make an appointment for and get scheduled. So we talked a little bit about the savings that are available at the employer member level. What does a plan stand to save on on these kinds of procedures and this pricing scheme? And why would they incorporate it into their plan? There's got to be a, a financial incentive. There's a great financial incentive, which is they save 40 to 50%. We've been rated by several stop-loss carriers, and they save so much money using our plan that what occurs is they get a huge break on their stop-loss premium such that our service is is not just free, but it turns out to be a, a profit center. So folks love to utilize us for that reason. And to give you, we've also been looked at by a company called AMS, which is the gold standard of what is charged as bundled payments all in across all the different payers. And we come out 40 to 50% when evaluated by AMS. And when people see those numbers, they are sort of blown away. But give And they do it on a percentile basis, the, the 50th percentile, the, the 90th percentile. But best case scenario, let me just give you some numbers. Best case scenario for a total knee would be from any one of the major payers, what they usually pay is $32,000 all in. In our system, it's anywhere between 16 and 20. That certainly grabs your attention. When you look at the range of procedures that you see utilized most often, does it follow the normal pie chart that we see of what's driving claims is musculoskeletal at the top 
Yeah, that's that's very much true. However, that you know, there is still a lot of other procedures that we cover. There's about 400 procedures that we cover, and uh, so it's not all backs and and orthopedics and so forth. There's also many gynecologic and general surgery and ENT procedures that can be done in an outpatient setting. Now, changing gears a little bit, because I know there's, there's another area that you're keenly interested in that you've been studying, and that's especially with some of the stuff that's been going on uh, with medical tourism, which is what we don't have a better name for it yet at HCCI in the Caymans and, and some other places. They're doing great work. The quality is great. The post-surgical infection rates, lengths of stay, all those metrics that we always measure are terrific. And yet it's taking a long time for plans to adopt those kinds of medical tourism surgeries. To what do you attribute that? Yes, you're you're very much correct. HCCI is a first-class facility. Their statistics are on par. And believe it or not, in a Harvard study, their metrics exceed the Cleveland Clinic for cardiac surgery. And I've scrubbed with their doctors down there, and they're, they're absolutely masters of what they do. There's two major impediments. The first impediment are plan impediments, because certain plans do not allow for people to go outside the U.S. for treatment. The second impediment is it's very difficult psychologically for folks to go overseas because people in America feel that we have the best health care and we have excellent health care, but we, it, it costs too much. If it, if you look at it on a, are you getting what you pay for? The answer is we're paying too much. Uh, but the doctors are great and a lot of the facilities are great. So we've developed a program with HCCI where we we send um, many patients down there for medical treatment with the thought that as they get to comfy with that facility, they'll consider it for some of the larger surgeries that we can't get done cost-effectively in the United States, such as some of the major coronary operations like coronary artery bypass, valve replacement, and some of the major cancer surgeries. So it once once you go down there and you see what the facility's like and what the level of care is and how immaculate the place is and and the brilliance of their doctors you might be tempted to go down there they will do coronary artery bypass down there for all in including travel your significant other being lodged while you're in the hospital for approximately $40,000 that same procedure in the United States will cost you north of $110,000. So it, it makes perfect sense. And I believe that with time, most people, not most, but many people will avail themselves of that opportunity. It, it seems to me that a year or two ago, I'd actually heard of a small number of plans that were building this into their plan of benefits, into their plan document as a requirement for particular surgeries. Have you seen that? No, not on a surgical level. Because remember, the, the, the employers who are paying for the plans, want at, they want happy employees. They don't want to be seen as, you know, pushing people down to the Cayman Islands to get surgery done if it's against their will, if they don't, if they don't want to do it. But 
by getting folks exposed to that facility because they're there for medical treatment, where we have almost no resistance to that concept. In fact, people love going down there. So it's like I always say, you know, you go for treatment, beach included, because they're literally staying on the beach. And Caymans, for those who've never been there, I mean, everybody speaks English. There's no poverty on the island. Even though there's such a thing as a Cayman dollar, U.S. dollars is uh, universally accepted. The strangest thing about the island is that they drive on the wrong side of the road because of the, the British system. You know, people go there with glee. And so we feel as time goes on, th- that exposure will then melt that resistance. We do have a relationship with the fear group who does rewrite those plans. We have no financial agreement with them, but we, we routinely recommend f- that to our clients because they're very cost effective and they're the expert. Anybody who wants to modify their plan in order to accommodate these, this kind of a trip, they're definitely the people to see. Yeah, we've interviewed Adam a couple of times on the podcast, and we'll be sure to put those links in, in the show notes so that folks can can learn more about the, the work the FIA group does as well. But it's a great place to end our conversation for today. Dr. Mark Grossman, founder and CEO at Price MDs. Mark, thanks again for sharing your expertise with our audience. Thank you as well. The Shift Shapers podcast is a production of Strategic Vision Publishing and David Saltzman. This podcast may not be reproduced in any form, in whole or in part, without the express written permission of the producers. All rights reserved.